Hey, my name is Sheldon March. Welcome to Wild. What's up? I'm back. It's me again. Wild number two. Wild episode two. Good morning, guys. Hope everybody's doing well. Hope everybody's having a nice day. I'm back. Feels pretty good to get started with all this sort of stuff again. So this is episode two. Episode two of the brand new show. How cool is that song, by the way? I really, really dig that song. So it's been a busy, busy couple of days. I uh, actually haven't really prepared anything for the show. Sorry, but I just wanted to sit down. And I just wanted to chat. Just wanted to see what's what. What's good in the hood? So I think I'm gonna upload the um, the old stuff. I have to. It's like ten episodes then. Some of them's pretty good. They're not all great. I come across annoying in most of them, but that's just because I am annoying. But I think I'm gonna keep them. I'm gonna have to. Also. I've got some special episodes coming up. I'm in a band. I play drums in a band. And we are going to pretty much do some episodes. The idea is to kind of interview some Australian musicians. Because the thing is, Australia is, uh, I think it's a bit like South Africa in the sense of it's got its own sort of culture where it doesn't necessarily buy into what Americans say is cool. But just nobody knows about it. There's some Australian musicians that I've that I've found and some Australian artists that's really damn good. And it's the same with, with, with South Africa. Like we've got we've got well most of our music is shit. You know, sorry, I'm having a, a baraka. <laughs> Most of our music is crap. But, you know, most of it's like, pop star, baby stuff. Da, 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 da. You know, it's so lazy and it doesn't take anything. But then we've got a couple of, um, a couple of creatives that's just so world class. And nobody will ever know about them. You know? They deserve so much more. So I think that's going to be fun. So expect a couple of cool things. I think it's going to be exciting. Anyway, let's see what sort of prep I have done for today. I think I've written down two things to talk about. So I'm going to have to be, I'm going to have to kind of freestyle this whole thing a little bit. Anyways, it's so cool to, to have it on video now as well, because I'm not necessarily, oh, I got to sneeze. Last episode, I really had to sneeze, but I didn't want to do it on camera. I don't know if I should just do it on camera. It's probably easier to sneeze than do that whole gross nose thing, nose thing every now and then. But it's so cool to have it on camera. So I, um, I used to have a YouTube channel and I used to love just making stupid stuff. I used to get into trouble for swearing on my YouTube videos because my mom would see them. Because I'd post them on my on my Facebook, I'd link them. And then 
I'd say a swear word and my mom would get so mad. <laughs> you know? Your Auntie Brenda's gonna see this! <laughs> oh, man. You know what? I used to watch YouTube since 06. Like, right when YouTube started getting big. I used to love it. YouTube was so much fun back then. Probably not necessarily in 2006, because that's when things sort of started picking up. And then YouTube just, uh, it just got really creative. Everybody was able to do something cool if they had an idea. You know, you had, you had Ray William Johnson and you had Smosh. And uh, I loved it. It was so cool back then. The thing is, YouTube nowadays, it's so dry and bland and copy-paste. stupid, really. You know, YouTube is so boring nowadays. I mean, think about, like right now, Mr. Beast is the most popular YouTuber by most senses. And the reason for that is because he spends a lot of money. He's not funny. He's not interesting. He's not this incredible camera personality. And neither are the, the, the dudes that, that, that film with him. And I'm obviously not. I'm like probably the last person that should be on camera. But hey, if everybody else is doing it, I'm gonna do it too. But the only reason that his channel is so big is because he spends a lot of money. That's the only reason that he's so successful. Which makes me, f it makes me feel that if I had to win the lottery, I'd be in line to be a fantastic YouTuber. I mean, that's not right, you know? That's just what it is. The paradigm of success in the age of 2021 is just so far removed from what I'm used to. Back then, I used to watch this channel called Smosh. Now, most people are not going to know who Smosh is. But Smosh used to be these two guys, Anthony Padilla and Ian Hecox. And they used to just pretty much make funny videos. And they used to deliver one every Friday. And I used to come home from school on a Friday and I couldn't wait. Because all of their videos were just, they were always so different. They were really cool, well thought out. They shot them. They probably had like one camera guy just with, a, with, with the camera. And they knew how to use After Effects. And they did some amazing stuff. And then I wanted to do stuff like that too. But the problem was that nobody wanted to shoot with me. Ever. You know, you can't just do everything by yourself. I think, you know what, when I say it out loud, you know, I, I think I could have. I probably was just too lazy. Because you can. You know, if I could go back, I would have made more of an effort to force myself to shoot stuff even if it was by myself but I had that in my idea I was thinking about things like Smosh guys like Smosh who was doing stuff like that they had a friend who was shooting with them and I always wanted to do that I shot a couple of videos here and there with a mate with a mate and um, some of the videos started doing well you know when I say well I mean like 200 views in uh, the beginning of 2010s it's nothing obviously but just for some kid in south africa that was huge i just thought oh my gosh i've had 112 people watch my video that's insane and we put effort into it you know we we planned it out and we thought about it and we shot it we shot it in a gym i think it was 
Ah, oh, there's a lot. There's a lot of crap. And um, we actually planned the next one. So we we were gonna start the series, and we went to go and buy all sorts of props, mustaches and hats and stuff. And then <laughs> our geezer in our house broke, maybe about a week beforehand. And my video camera was just sat on our table because I'd used it or I'd played around with it, getting ready for our shoot coming up. And then some one of the workers just nicked it. He just nicked my camera. And I didn't realize it until we started shooting. I was like, my camera, where's my camera? Looked everywhere, the guy stole it. And that sort of halted our plans. Oh, that was, that was, that was pretty crap. Always wonder what would have happened if we actually shot that because we were pretty deep into it. You know, and then over the years, I started making a couple of YouTube videos here and there, but I never got serious about it. You know, and now, you, you know, I wish I did. You know, YouTubers are making so much. And I used to be around right in the beginning. Anyway. I think it must be fun to be able to do stuff like that. It's just because you're able to work for yourself. You make good money. You're able to be creative. I mean, YouTubers tend to complain a lot, don't they? They really tend to complain a lot about how much stress they're under. And I just don't know. I, I, I wonder if it's just the incredible amount of criticism that comes their way from just random nobodies on the internet. But still, you got a good job, man. You know, there's people that sweep streets and there's people that have to clean toilets and shit like that. Today, I was walking in the city where I stay. And I was walking past these two kids. They were kids like 19, 20. And they have to stop you. They're from a charity organization. They have to stop you and get you to hand over money. Or get you to sign up to something or make a donation. And it's like 10 bucks. Oh, I just think to myself, that must be the worst thing. Because you have to... You have to approach as many people as you possibly can. And, you know, they, it, it, it's so bad because here's my thought process behind it. These kids are trying. They're working. Australia's got something called Job Seeker or Job Keeper, whatever it is, where you can, as a person, just go on it and you get a little bit of cash every two weeks. It's not a lot, but it's enough if you're like living with your parents. It's enough to just keep you from dying. And these kids aren't doing that. They, they're trying to work. They're really trying to work. And God bless them that they're doing that. I just think to myself, that must be a terrible job to have to do. But sometimes you just have to do that. I've had terrible jobs in my life. What's the worst one? Um, I used to work in... I worked in a grocery store. I think that was probably one of my first jobs. I didn't like that. I really didn't. Working in a grocery store was pretty, pretty boring. So it was long hours. It was probably from about seven in the morning until, no, not seven in the morning, eight in the morning until about eight o'clock at night. So a 12 hour shift. And it was just a case of sitting down and 
just 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 sitting down and just having people come beep 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 and this grocery store was in a pretty dangerous part of south africa so that branch had gotten robbed three times in the last 12 months and i was working there just just for one month in december time so i was i knew we were going to get robbed we didn't get robbed but i just i just felt it coming i just thought it's gonna happen i might as well just accept it and just wait and thank goodness we never got robbed so it was really boring i remember to to, <laughs> to keep myself occupied I used to go on Gumtree. I'm not sure if you guys know what Gumtree, Gumtree is, but it's an online marketplace where you can pretty much sell stuff. And I used to just look at ads and I used to scroll and, and filter them by new just so that once every 20 minutes I could just look at what people on the outside were selling. Oh, wow. It's the most direct and quickest form of communication that I have right now is I can see that somebody put up an ad for a washing machine seven minutes ago. I also got really fat. I got really fat. So as my first job, I was 16, 16 or 17. And my mom went away on vacation. So I had to stay at home by myself. So I, I didn't know how to cook back then. So she said to me, okay, we're gonna, gonna get you a lot of food. And she got me loads of, load, like a load of frozen, frozen things like chicken breasts and pizzas and fish fingers and all that sort of really gross bad for you crap and uh i used to just eat that i used to eat a full four person sized portion by myself like a lasagna i just eat by myself as a kid and that was a really fat kid but i lost all my weight and then i picked it back up when i was about 16 or 17 whenever that was so I, so I used to eat that sort of stuff in the evening, okay, for about six weeks. Then when I was working in the grocery store, it was a grocery store and a bakery hybrid. You know, they sold their own bread and they made their own bread and they made their own pies and they made their own scones. So one of the perks of my working there was that you could eat from the bakery as much as you wanted for free. So every day they'd bake about 40 pies you know, I could have 10 if I wanted to. Didn't even have to write it down. If I took anything else, I had to write it down. If I took a Coke or a Fanta or, or knickknacks, I had to write it down. But pies, you just you could just go take. <laughs> so I did that and I probably had about three pies a day. I probably ate about three, three pies a day every day for about six weeks. That... And then I go home and I just eat all this crap. So I got super fat. I didn't get super fat, but you know, I got like big belly, big belly. It's pretty gross. And um, yeah, that was a. I mean, it was an okay job. You know, as I said, it was just super boring. It was really boring. So I've been thinking about this this thing to sort of do with the podcast. I don't know where I was going with that story about me getting so fat. I'm sorry. But I've been thinking about this thing. You know, everybody in the world's got has got a story. I do. I got many. 
you know, which one to tell and when, when to tell, you know, that's sort of the, 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 the difficult part about it is when, do, when do people actually want to know about your story? But everybody that I know, they've got a story. How many people in the world? Seven, right? Seven or eight. I think, I think we're going on eight. If we're already at eight, fuck. People got to chill. Go for walks, dude. This world's gonna collapse. So, everybody's got something interesting they can tell us. And I've been thinking about interviewing homeless people. Not necessarily just homeless people, but people that you wouldn't really talk to. People that you wouldn't really care about listening to what they have to say. And I can guarantee you, if I had to sit down with just one hobo or hopeless individual, just say to them, listen, tell me your story, man. Where'd you come from? Why are you homeless? And just have them tell it from the start. I think it'd be so damn cool. That and, and somebody else, you know, somebody who's like working a really shitty job that you wouldn't want to do yourself. Talk to them about it. I used to work at this bar and there was this guy that used to mop the floors there. And he was from, I think, rural, like rural Kazakhstan. Something like that. He could, he could barely understand English, you know. But he was a nice guy. And we used to talk a lot. I, I used to make a, re a real big effort to speak to him. You know, and he'd come in early in the mornings. And then I'd arrive from my shift at about 11 a.m., and then, you know, I had, I had like an hour to, to open up everything. So I chat to him. And I, and I remember speaking to him about what he's doing in Australia. And he just told me that his, um, his mom is really sick. And he's, he hasn't seen his dad in about 25 years. He's got a little, a little sister or something like that. And he came to Australia with no money in the in the in the slightest attempt to create a better life for himself and his parents and his sister and here he is he's mopping floors he's got no education he never pursued it because he just wants to have a better life and this poor dude I spoke to him and I just commended him and I just said, you know, that's amazing, man, you know. And it just had me thinking. I just thought about all the amount of people out there that's probably got these incredible stories, might be good or might be bad. It'd be so cool just to just to hear some of them. I thought about doing something similar with uh, photography. So I, I love I love taking photos of people, but it's so hard to have, you know, say, Hey man, can I take a photo of you? Unless you're a model because models like it. They, they like being on camera, but I like taking photos of people that are super different. People that have had accidents, people that have, that have deformities. Sorry. Just somebody that's somebody that's not super comfortable to be on camera. There was this one dude that I saw. He used to he used to walk around in Sydney. So 
We stayed in Sydney. Was it Sydney? Yeah, it was Sydney. There was this dude that used to walk around there. And he had a stroke. The one side of his face was like super gloopy. But when I say gloopy, I mean insanely gloopy. He, he must have had something happen to him. And the one side of his face was extremely, extremely melty. And the other side of his face was okay. And he used to wander the streets. He was a homeless man. And he used to wander the streets just up and down all day. I used to see him in the randomest places. He was always wearing the same clothes. He never had anything with him. Except like a little bag. He had these poor man's shoes. And I'd see him in, the, in a park every now and then. Fast asleep. And I wanted to go up to him so bad. And just say to him, let me interview you. There's some, you know, you must have had some crazy shit happen in your life. Because this man was a child once. He was a child once. He was a kid who used to watch his favorite movies. You know, this man's got a favorite food. He had dreams growing up. He fell in love once for the first time. He had, a, he had his first kiss. And it must have been amazing, you know. And here he is today, a homeless man. With some sort of facial deformity. Living on the streets. What happened to you? I wanted to just know. Just tell me your story. And I obviously just... I felt so weird about just going up to this guy. And just saying, hey man, can I take photos of you? Hey man, can I, can I take a photo of you? I wanted to take this really cool up-close picture. Make it black and white. And I could have made it so artistically beautiful. But I, I didn't But I didn't do it. Because I, I didn't want to offend the guy. And, you know, and I had good intentions. I didn't want to make a spectacle out of it. I genuinely wanted to say to him, you're a human being. Human beings have stories. Human beings have all come from something. You know, where have you come from? Tell me your story. But I never did it. But I thought that'd be so cool. I really thought that'd be so cool. But the problem is just finding somebody and just going, I mean, so we live in Brisbane at the moment and Australia has this abnormally large amount of crazy people, just people that wander the streets, total drug problems. When we used to stay in Sydney, there was this old lady, there was this old lady, probably about 78, 79, and she used to walk around in our sort of area where we stayed and she should just dance just dance she just used to dance dance and she would spin in circles and she would just dance and she had nothing in her ears or anything like that she'd just walk around and she'd be dancing and uh, she'd sleep on a bench and you know she'd she'd scream at passerbys and uh, there's a couple of times that i used to walk and she was on the opposite side of the street and I'd be walking to work and she'd be dancing and then she'd see me and she'd just stop and she'd just stare at me and she'd wait for me to go. And I'd look back and I'd just be a little bit freaked out. And then as soon as I'm far enough away, then she'd just dance again and it'd be slow dance. So Australia's got this really high amount of people that are genuinely like, kind of nuts. 
I, I you know, it's, it's got to be drug use. It, 100% it has to be drug use. So, I mean, not always necessarily. But I think a lot of them is drug-induced. So the, the problem with this is going up to... Going up to a person just on the side of the road and just going, Hey, I've got a podcast. Do you want to be on my podcast? And they go, what? <laughs> no, I don't know who you are. You know, and then you bring them in and you say, hey, I'll give you a meal. I, you know, I'll make you a meal. <laughs> I'll give you 10 bucks. But then you've got them in your house too, you know, and most of these guys don't smell that great. So I think you're just opening a can of worms. Because then you've got, you know, then they know where you live as well. Unless you do that thing where, where, you, where you, you, you go to their, to, their, to their homeless hobbit hole and you, you shut their eyes with the blindfold and you go, okay, cool, I'm going to take you somewhere. And you sort of prod them along from the back with the broomstick. Like, okay, left, until they get to your building. And you get them in the elevator and you beep, you know, and you wait and you push them out again. <laughs> and then you get in and then you take it off. I'm just joking. I wouldn't do that. So it's it's so hard. It's so hard. But I think it'd be a really cool idea. I genuinely do. I think it's something that I'd probably look into. Homeless people. Homeless people. Man, that must be one of the scariest things to have happen to you as well, is to be homeless. I don't know what I'd do. You know, it's no wonder a lot of them turn to substance abuse. What else do you have in the world besides Jack Daniels or Captain Morgan? You know, and Australia's got a really high meth usage rate, if I can call it that. Namely, when I was living in Sydney, we were living in this really crap apartment though really terrible apartment in a really bad area i mean it wasn't that bad of an area but it was just a lot of homeless people you know i had this guy come up to me once and i was on the phone and i was talking to my grandpa and this dude came up to me and he was all zonked and he was staring at me and i was sat on a bench and i was just like looking up and i noticed this guy staring at me so i just ignore it for a little bit and i look back and he's still staring at me so i stare back and this dude comes up to me and he sticks his hand in his back pocket. I'm thinking, oh, okay, I'm about to get stabbed while I'm talking to my grandpa. And then I jump up and I take a step back. And I'm about to hit this dude if he, if he comes close to me. And then he just takes his hand out of his pocket. And he just sort of waddles off. You know, and I'm thinking like, man, what the hell was that about? Make sure I go inside. And um, I come back outside for another phone call. And this dude comes up to me. And he goes, hey, hey, man, do you have a cigarette? And I go, nah, sorry, man, I don't smoke. And he goes, oh, okay. And he pulls out a cigarette of his own. You cheeky git, you had one. She wanted me to give him one of mine. No, I don't smoke. Knob. And I'm stood there. On the phone and this dude comes and this dude comes back up to me and he goes i am god i'm all that there ever was and all that there ever will be oh uh, what do you do what do you do let's say he is god you know i don't want to offend him i just want to make him angry 
I'm joking. Uh, no, it just it was so annoying. I just thought, man, dude, piss off. Are you bugging me? But they tend to do that, don't they? I don't know what it is. I think it's because in Australia, things are very, very restricted. Things like pharmacy medicine, recreational drugs, that sort of stuff is so hardcore not allowed here. So people have to kind of gravitate towards the longer lasting, cheaper stuff. So if you're gonna get caught with MDMA, nah, I don't know, I'm talking out of my ass. I don't have a clue. I really don't have a clue. But Australia is wild, man. Wild! Anyway, we have not spoken about anything that I have written down. Don't worry, not a lot. I think it's best if we get, if we get to it. So I think the next episode is going to be me and a guest. We'll see what that's like. I think it'll be cool. Have you guys heard the new Bring Me The Horizon album? Man, it's so fly. It's so dope. See, I never got into Bring Me The Horizon. I mean, they're so good and they're so talented. I just got into them too late. Ollie Sykes is pretty cool though. I got a tattoo of a feather because he's got a tattoo of a feather on his face. I wanted to do that too, but then I thought, no, <laughs> imagine. And then the guy, the, 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 the guy that did it, he did it in about three minutes. But you can tell if you look up close. You can probably even tell if you look far away. <laughs> but still, so they, they released an album very recently called, I think it's Post-Human Survival or something. I don't know, it doesn't matter. And it's a badass, man. Those guys are so, like, their production quality is so high. And I think that is why they got big in the first place. Because they've always worked on pumping out real quality songs. I say that even though I've only listened to about 20 of their songs. Anyway, let's talk about something cool. Like, what's been happening this week? Firstly, let's think about anything political. Yeah, let's get a bit political, shall we? Um, I don't know, man. It's been a bit quiet on the political front. Let's see. Normally for things like this, I'll just type in Reddit news. Ugh, Reddit. Reddit used to be so cool. I think I spoke about this last week. Damn, already running out of ideas, only week two. Only episode two. <laughs> see how long we can keep this up. Okay, let's sort by past week. Let's see. Melvin Capital Hedge Fund that bet against GameStop has lost more than 50% in January. That's pretty wild. So I didn't really speak about that too much last week. I think I mentioned it and I just gave, I gave my little opinion even though I didn't have any clue about it. So I figured out a little bit more around it and it's actually pretty damn interesting. Some people made a lot of cash, but a lot of those financing companies, those hedge fund companies lost millions, millions. Like that's insane. 
you know, and I wonder what that's going to re- really mean for the stock market. Oh, dude, that's the most boring sentence I've ever said. <laughs> Gross. Okay. Um, Jeff Bezos to step down as Amazon CEO. Who cares? The dude's rich. Whatever. Um, Proud Boys added to Canada's list of terrorist groups. Man leaves 2 million euro to French village that hid his family from Nazis. Uh, ah, did. These suck. See? The news nowadays is lame. Lame, dog, lame. Did you know that you can find out how to make meth on the internet? Uh, you have to probably do it like maybe page two of Google or something, but you can find it like this. So I started waking, I, I started working. <laughs> I really hope that didn't come out sounded funny. So I started watching Breaking Bad when I was young and I finished it twice or three times. It's amazing. It's such a good show. I cannot wait until the day that I'm old and I get to rewatch Breaking Bad like it's the first time because I'm going to be all old and forgetful. So I started thinking to myself, how hard can it be to make meth? Because you know they taught Brian Cranston and Aaron Paul how to make meth for the for the show. Obviously not. Well, no, they did. You know, they they proper taught them. This is how you make meth. With just obviously with the intention of making the making it easy, making it easy to. Um, like reenact and make it authentic, which I thought was cool. So I thought, yeah, you know, do you think it'd be hard to figure out how to make meth? And um, it's not. You can figure it out, but it's just so complicated in terms of the the specific ingredients. I think that's the biggest problem, is you need to sort of understand chemistry in a regard, and access to the ingredients is just ridiculous. The ingredients and the, and the equipment used. But after that, you know, you can make meth. So if this doesn't work out well for me, I guess I've got a backup plan. Yeah. That's a good ass show though. I love that program. I really, really do. So I'm re-watching it now again. Which sounds sad when I say it out loud. I should probably get new shows to watch. So one of the first things I wanted to talk about today. We're 36 minutes in. <laughs> Um, is the Marilyn Manson allegation. So he used to date this girl called Evan Rachel Wood. And she came forward and said that Mr. Marilyn Manson sexually abused her since she was 17 years old. Okay. Now here we go. Why, in the name of all things holy... Would a girl like Evan Rachel Wood date a guy like Marilyn Manson? Have you seen him? He's the scariest, freakiest looking dude on planet Earth. Apart from maybe Mark Zuckerberg. I just don't get it. You know, it's like, why? You know, that's that's awful that that happened to her. 
you know? What you date Marilyn Manson, man? A guy like Marilyn Manson, I saw photos of him in high school. He looked like somebody that would just, they wouldn't go outside, they would eat their lunch in their classroom, sat in a corner next to the vending machine. They wouldn't have any friends. But then this dude gets famous. Ugh, how stupid, how ridiculous. And I've tried to listen to Marilyn Manson's music. It's awful. It's awful. Him with his stupid fat ass lips and contact lenses to make his one eye blue. Ugh. Go away. You are shit. Honestly, that's that's a guy that I have no idea why he's famous. Marilyn Manson. Ugh. And then he does stuff like that. You know what? It's the same as Jared Leto, though. I mean, the only reason that Jared Leto doesn't get called out for his pervy behavior and his predatory behavior is because he's handsome. Because he's good-looking. I don't think that somebody being handsome and good-looking is anything to be proud of. You were born that way, asshole. You don't work for it. You're just born. You were born with a prettier face than the next guy. But that gives you an advantage in life? I don't know, man. Don't ask me. I got no experience with that crap. My mom decided to get her tubes tied after she saw me being born. She was just, oh, gross. I don't want another one of these. I'm joking. My mom's cool. So, you know, justice, justice for Evan Rachel Wood. But just don't date a guy like Marilyn Manson. He's obviously sick in the head. Do you guys remember that rumor that went around when you were kids about how Marilyn Manson got one of his ribs removed? <laughs> so he can... Uh... <laughs> I don't want to say it. Because my mom might listen to this. One of my family members. Or one of my potential employers. Or my current employers. Yeah. Nah, I'm joking. Um, so Marilyn Manson had his rib removed so that he can pleasure himself. That's insane, dude. That's gross. It's obviously rubbish, but I don't know why that <laughs> that rumor started spreading. I, I was told it as a kid, and I thought, oh my gosh, this guy's insane. Ridiculous. So I'm not sure if you guys have seen, but this rapper by the name of Lil Uzi Vert. See, Lil Uzi Vert. He, so, I honestly don't think Lil Uzi Vert's music is good. I think it's crap, but he's famous, okay? He got a diamond, so he spent 24 million USD to get a diamond, a big pink diamond, put in the middle of his skull, right there. I mean, if that is just not the most ridiculous, stupid, absurdly dumb thing to do with money, $24 million as well. Do you know how much money that is? 
The average person in the United States earns about $50,000 a year. So what's that? 48, 480, I think it's 480. That man spent the yearly average salary of 480 Americans to put a diamond in his forehead. Now you tell me that those assholes are not overpaid. For what? For what? Making shitty music that gets streams? Piss off. Man, society is in the toilet. I just don't get it. I just do not understand it. That somebody like that gets that much cash. That much cash to be able to afford to do that. And I've heard that if he doesn't get it taken out, I mean, what? I don't know how they could have done it. They, they, they must have cut open his skin, drilled a little hole, dried it out, super glued it in. Why? Why would you do that? He did it. He did it. What a freakazoid, man. What an absolute freakazoid. Yeah, show off your wealth. That's what the world's come to. The rich are cool. The poor are stupid. I just think it's so obnoxious. I think it is so incredibly obnoxious to do something like that with that amount of money. I would never. If I was given that amount of cash, if somebody came to me and gave me $24 million in my hand, do you know what I'd do? And I'm not joking. I'd buy a huge animal shelter. Or I'd buy a big farm. I'd probably buy a big farm and I would get 200, 250 underprivileged, unwanted dogs. Oh, do you know what you do? You make it for older dogs to give them this beautiful piece of heaven before they pass on. Once a dog hits 10, they're eligible for my farm. Come on, boy. Come on, boy. And then they come to me. We make sure that they're nice and clean and washed. They got this huge farmland to play on. And then if in the middle of the day they want to cuddle, dude, you come straight. You, you book an appointment and you come and see me, sir. And I'll cuddle the heck out of you, adorable, old, neglected dog. Ten of you at once. I can do it. That's what, that's what you do with money, man. You make the world a bit of a better place. The world's messed up as it is. Now you wanna, you got $24 million to spend. You wanna put it on, spend it on putting a diamond in your forehead? I just think that money could have been put to such better use. But that's why the world's the way it is now. Most people think for themselves. They don't think about others. Oh well. Anyway guys, I'm gonna have to cut it off. It's been about 45 minutes. I don't necessarily wanna make these that long. I even think 45 minutes is a bit too long. I don't think everybody's got the patience for it. It was nice. I like this episode. So what I'm gonna do, so I'm gonna start posting. I think I'll upload all the cheese toasty ones. 
no. What if I can repurpose them? Nah, I can't repurpose them. That's stupid. I'm going to just re-upload them as sort of special editions or something. <laughs> just to have some content out there. Next one's going to be cool. Next one's going to be with me and the lead singer of my band. We'll be filming a music video soon. Doing some photo shoots. So that's going to be cool. Until then. Guys. Thank you for listening. Thank you for enjoying yourself on wild and I'll see you guys in the next episode.